We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Josh is on fire today. Uh, Matthew Collar in for Steve Thompson. Uh, If you want, the uh, text line 651-641-9226. Earlier, what? Did I miss a number? 461. Whatever. Six <laughs> six five one four six one nine two two six. Is that right? Yes. Okay, there's your text line. I don't know what I said. Anyway. You got Vegas on the brain. It's okay. I do, I do. I want to talk about my strange Vegas experience. It's I'm actually the first person to have a strange experience in Las Vegas. So it's really interesting. Uh last week I went out there because I wrote a book. And I was promoting the book. So I was going on different radio stations and so forth and talking about my book. If anyone wants to check it out, it's called Football is a Numbers Game. And you can Google that and read it. And uh, I like how it turned out. So anyway, I was going on these stations talking about it. It's about the analytics revolution in football. A lot of people wanted me to defend Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down and so forth. Like, it's not really what the book's about, but uh, I guess tangentially related to that. So anyway, I'm out there for a few days in the lead up to the Super Bowl. Radio Row is an interesting place. The guy from Bar Rescue was there, kind of had a oh, coffee yeah. near me, and I was just sitting there on my laptop, and a bunch of people were staring at me. And I was like, do they really like the book? Like, <laughs> yeah. And so then they came toward me, and I just didn't know what was going on and then realized the guy from Bar Rescue was next to me and they wanted his autograph and everything. And there's just former players and celebrities wandering around everywhere. It's kind of like you're having a weird dream because you just don't expect to see that many people that you recognize from television yeah. there. So when I walk by former players, well, okay, I've probably seen them at one point or another in a locker room or in a game that covered, but the guy from bar rescue didn't expect to see that. I checked in for my credential with Frank Caliendo. So he and I at five 30 in the morning in Vegas are getting our little passes to go up to radio road together. And the, and the lady's like, are you Frank? And I'm like, what do you mean? Is he Frank? like, that's Frank <laughs> Caliendo. Like, yeah. Yes, he's Frank. So that was, that kind of thing is funny and weird. And one taxi driver asked me why I was there. And I said, well, you know, I wrote a book and I'm going on some of these stations and promoting it. And she asked, so you're like famous? Like, oh, no. Oh, not at all. No, it's just like, what? 
Well, so why are you, so you're like on these stations, but you're not famous. I'm like, eh, it's a weird, I live in a weird, not famous a situation. Sort of, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe one time I was having brunch and someone walked by and said, I like your podcast, yeah. bro. And I was like, that's as famous as I am. Or said your steak <laughs> bites look really delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I had some weird experiences in Vegas, though. One of them was political, and one of them was not. I'll tell you about the one that wasn't first, and then I'll tell you about the political experience. Uh, the first one is I don't drink or gamble, which makes Las Vegas very interesting for me. I like going there because of the weather. There's tons of places to eat. There's museums to see. There's great history. There's amazing buildings. There's a lot of places to walk. I like to walk in cities, lots of places to just walk from, from building to building and casino to casino, and there's something new everywhere, and you see something new, and the people watching is unbelievable. It's a lot of fun for me. Uh, other people, it's a mixed bag of really fun or really not fun. And having to get up early in the morning to do a six o'clock appearance on a podcast, I went down to this little corner store that they have inside the casino I was staying at, and I just got a couple of Diet Pepsis or whatever. And the lady says, You know, how are you doing? And I was like, Oh, great. Yeah. She's like, Well, are you enjoying your stay or whatever? I was like, Yeah, this place is awesome. Who would ever not have a tough time here? Or who would ever not have fun here? Who would ever yeah. have a bad time yeah. here? And she just stared at me like, are you serious? <laughs> and I was like, oh, the drinking and gambling from other people. Yeah. Well, for me, it's great, though. Like, you guys got this deli inside of the casino and everything and the sports book. So I don't gamble on the sports, but I watch them. They have a TV that's the size of a football field. So I, I'm having a grand time here. But not everyone was. So I got in an elevator. And there was a gentleman in there with me, and he said, having any luck? And it's an elevator ride, so I didn't want to get into it. Like, well, sir, actually, I don't gamble. And then he's going to be like, well, what the hell are you doing in Vegas? You know, whatever. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. So I said, yeah, no, I'm doing fine. Having a good day. And uh, he goes, it broke me. And then he just got off and stumbled ah. off. And I was like, yeah, well, not convinced that gambling and drinking is the way to go here from that guy. Uh, it's just it, it's just kind of how I am. Um, not any sort of like moral high ground or anything. Uh, people can have fun without ruining their lives in Las Vegas, as many do. But it's an interesting experience when you're the only one that's not doing either one of those things to kind of watch how it all plays out in front of you. Uh, that was part of it. My other experience was the political part of it was very strange. So I, again, very early in the morning to go on these radio stations, come out. It must have been 7 o'clock, and I dial up an Uber, and I get in the man's Uber. And within, I would say, 45 seconds, we are down the Fox News rabbit hole with this man. And and I've said nothing. I haven't said, like, I think I may have said that I'm here promoting a book, which made me the media, which then made a certain denomination of people, quote, run the media. And that was weird. And then we got into how black on black crime. And then we got into Colin Kaepernick kneeling. And I was like, what is happening? I only need to go 10 minutes from my hotel to Radio Row. And this is, and I am just getting every box checked for the things you don't want your uncle to talk about at Thanksgiving. 
yeah. every single thing. And then I was reminded that it is <laughs> an election year coming up, and yes. some of these talking points are going to be inescapable. And look, I am a football reporter, so my thing is uh, I'd like to talk football. I don't really want to hear people's political stuff, their agendas, especially not the deepest and darkest depths of those, the the Aaron Rodgers category of politics. I, there are a lot of people who, in fact, I would say the vast, vast majority of people who are really reasonable about where they stand with things. And then there's the the only way you can describe it, the Thanksgiving uncle that you just can't escape. And the problem with that is if you want to think conspiracy stuff, goofball ideas about whatever you have come up with on whatever Internet hole you climb down into, that's fine. That is your business. That is not my problem. My problem is football. That's what I do. That's what I'm here to do. It's what I'm here to cover, right? My problem is not any of that. I can't solve misinformation or whatever else. That's your deal. And I don't really pay much attention to it. The, this room has televisions on on political stations. It's the mm-hmm. most I've seen since the last time I was in this room. So <laughs> I, I do my thing. right? I don't worry about all yeah. that stuff. But if you're the person who, as soon as someone gets in your Uber, is telling you, Conspiracy theories and stuff. If you're the person who everybody cancels on all the time that you work and you invite them over and they don't want to come over because they know you're going to berate them with Fox News talking points and QAnon stuff and January 6th and whatever other stuff, I just you need to stop. You can think whatever you want. You can live whatever life you want. I just can't take that. I don't know what to do with you. So I had to strategize to deal with this person because I'm in their car. Like, what what am I going to do? I'm going to be like, uh, yeah, can I explain the whole Kaepernick kneeling thing to you? Like, I'm not going down there. That place has guns. Lots of guns. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to try to get into this with this gentleman. So I tried at first to be like, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a football writer. I, I don't really. I don't really pay much attention to politics. That did not work, my friend. That did not work because it was like, oh, yeah, the guy says, yeah, me neither. And then starts going off about, you know, all sorts of other conspiracies that he's into yeah. and, and all that. I'm like, can we just get to the hotel? Can we just sounds, get to the hotel? Sounds awful. But, but that, did, that didn't work. So what I tried to say is, well, you know, uh, the way that the media is <laughs> – I'm with you, that crazy media, is uh, sometimes we ignore the bigger issues that are more relevant to my life. So I read the newspaper every day, and I feel like, you know, hey, the big the big media, they might have their reasons for doing the things that they do. But, you know, my local journalist who lives around the corner, he's probably given me the best information that I can get. That's the Thank you, Star Tribune. <laughs> Thank you. I lean on you in these dark times where I'm getting I'm just getting washed over with complete verbal garbage. And I'm just trying to be like, I read my newspaper. That's the best I can do. And I was able in that way to survive. That's it's one of the many reasons why I don't like rideshare is because (laughs) I don't want to even risk coming in contact with said conversationalists when it comes to. Anything because especially in Vegas, like I I've taken a handful of Ubers now from 
because you can't really get from the airport to the strip any other way except for maybe a bus. I think actually I did we did do a limo last time because I went with a group of friends and it was was just cheaper because Uber and Lyft right now for whatever reason the last year or two in Vegas is ungodly expensive. Yeah, yeah, it was very expensive. Um, so it it can be a little pricey, but like, man, just the awkward conversation of of even that thirteen to fifteen minute trek is it's just I just want to get to my hotel, man. I just especially if you got an early morning flight. Like, uh, yeah, I've been up since three. Just let me just chill. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I took taxis the rest of the time. <laughs> I did. Really, the lesson is yeah. that. You can feel however you want, but what has happened recently in this world of 24-7 news and people's echo chambers and finding uh, dark places on the internet and conspiracies and all that stuff is that a lot of the folks, and this is an Aaron Rodgers point too, a lot of the folks who seem to be into that cannot talk about anything else. And that's what's tough is... I want to be very like, hey, however, I, I'm not going to sit here and fight with you. You're a stranger. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not going to try to change your mind about anything. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers kept going on the Pat McAfee show and kept getting asked about football and kept going down bizarre rabbit holes that made no sense whatsoever and were not rooted in fact at all and were totally again, like message board dark web yeah. caliber yeah. nonsense clickbait yeah right and he was at he was asked about football and and it's just it, it concerns me that there's people who get sucked into this thing and seem to not have any identity other than I'm going to just make every amount of small talk with someone for 15 minutes about how I don't even want to repeat some of the disturbing racial elements of the things that the man was saying to me. Like, what? My dude, my dude, you live in Vegas. It's a great place. Where's the places to eat for me? Do you have some suggestions of things I should see? I don't live here. And instead, and so I would just say that if I'm describing you, and I'm tell and, and you're hearing like, man, this guy, he's, he's talking about me. Just maybe, maybe head outside for a little bit. Maybe, maybe think for a moment the next time you want to tell somebody about George Floyd or whatever, and your opinion on that. Uh, maybe just think for a second: Does this person really want to hear that? Uh, do, do, do is this like? Does this make sense? Does does anybody want to be around me when I am just repeating conspiracies that I saw on the internet? And I wondered how many people get sucked into it and that becomes the main thing they talk about all the time and think about all the time. And most of the stories that we're talking about, not necessarily like racial injustice and stuff, which mm-hmm. is a very important subject, but a lot of the stuff is just pointless. It's just like Taylor Swift has she was she planted because that was another thing you wouldn't believe how much came up in 15 minutes like is she planted by the NFL to vote for Biden I'm like what are we talking about here it, it if I guess when it's nothing that hasn't been discussed in this radio station I promise <laughs> you it's been brought up a few times 
by callers and by hosts and stuff. So. All, all I'm saying is, if you if I'm describing you, think think for a moment. Am I maybe driving everybody else nuts? Am I only thinking about the things that are seemingly on the political TV stations? Is this worth my time? Is this good for me? Because that person right there, I wanted to run away from. Is this all I talk about? Is this all I think? I want to run away from as fast as possible as soon as I got out of that thing. And you know what? I gave him a big tip. I'll tell you why. Because that's scary. Like, that person's scary. I want him to think that I like them. So think about that. That might be what you're projecting. And as far as like how to deal with that, if you're on the wrong side of it, that's, that's my whole strategy is to just be like, yeah, you know, I try to stay out of it, try to try to focus on the local news angle and what's going on around me. And I, I, I've never heard of this, uh, this, uh, I don't even want to, I don't want to say it. Some of it's just, just <laughs> off. Anyway, so that was my, that was my Vegas experience. Uh, I want to talk with you about all-star games when we come back. And I want to know at what point do you have a point about things being worse than they used to be. And that is in regards to all-star games. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, I was watching some MTV thing. that's like new music or whatever, poking around on the TV. And I saw a guitar solo. One of the popular hit songs, they had a guy play a guitar solo. And I was like, man, they do not have too many guitar solos in their songs anymore, like our friend Prince would have had. And it seems, after watching a little bit, a couple of songs running through, that it's coming back a little. A few of the pop bands had guitars in them, and I play guitar. I, like everybody else in the world, started during the grunge era because all the songs were very playable. And... I have missed it in popular music. If Look, if Prince can shred in his pop music and be as famous as he was, then everybody else can do it too. So I'm glad to see it back. And this ties into the NBA All-Star Game. Here's how. When I was growing up, the NBA All-Star Game had a lot of juice. The players would play harder. They would sometimes foul each other. They would sometimes play defense and the dunk contest had Michael Jordan in it and it had Dominique Wilkins. It would have stars in the dunk contest and somewhere along the way that stops happening. And occasionally it has resulted in people you've never heard of putting on unbelievable dunk performances and Mac McClung is going to dunk this evening. And if you haven't heard of him, he is a G League basketball player who is astounding at dunking the basketball like you've never seen. I promise like you've never seen. If you saw last year's, then you know what I'm talking about. This guy is one of the great dunkers to ever walk the earth, but he also plays in the G League and is not, I mean, he's a great basketball player in comparison to every person you've ever met, Yeah, but... He is not an NBA quality level basketball player. So I'm a little bit conflicted because I want to see him put on a good show and do all of his dunks. Yet he's really a dunk specialist 
do I want to see star players dunk worse or a guy I've never heard of dunk better is a question. Or could LeBron James have, in his younger age, been doing insane dunks? And there was Dwight Howard did it at one point. He raised the rim to like 11 feet and reached up and dunked it or whatever it was. So there, it's not that there's never any stars that are in the dunk contest, but it has majority in recent years turned into younger players who just got into the league, guys who are down on the depth chart, and this is their opportunity to shine because the superstar players want to sit off to the side. They don't want to look bad is what it's about. It's definitely not about getting injured where the pro bowl for football. I understand guys don't want to get injured playing in the pro bowl, but in the dunk contest, if you injure yourself as an NBA superstar, well, come on, that that shouldn't be happening more than anything. It appears that they just don't want to lose and be embarrassed. That's what they're really afraid of. They're afraid of having someone like Mac McClung show up and out dunk them. LeBron James never wanted it on his resume that he lost the dunk contest. This is why he has not been in the dunk contest because Jordan won it, jumped from the free throw line. So LeBron, no matter how amazing it would have been, did not want to do it. All right, that's fair. But I always have a little bit of an issue of drawing the line of where I can be stodgy about these things and where I cannot. And at some point, I just had to let it go with all-star games that along the way we stopped caring. And when they actually go out to play tomorrow, they're going to score 200 points and they're going to shoot from half court over and over. (laughs) And they're going to treat it like it's the dunk contest, the actual game. They're going to throw it off the backboard and slam it in. No. And they're going to stand around and watch everybody else do it. They're not going to dump it down to the paint like Patrick Ewing against Hakeem Olajuwon or something like that. And, you know, there's probably a lot of kids who are fans of the game that are going to enjoy it. And if that's the case, then I just need to step off and just need to say, it's fine. You just do what you're going to do. I probably won't watch it, but it's fine. If people do like it, if kids like it, and it's exciting for them, and the dunk contest has good dunkers, even if I've never heard of them, that's fine. Just like with the Pro Bowl, if they're not going to tackle each other anymore and lay out punters like Sean Taylor once did, then (laughs) it's fine. I don't need that in my sport. One thing I could use in the NBA is regular season games not being treated like the All-Star game. That I do get a little frustrated by. I get that a lot of the players individually are so talented Mm -hmm. and the sport has advanced analytically to take the right shots and the most efficient plays. And that's probably why there's huge scoring performances more than just, they don't play defense at the same time. I've watched some of them and they don't play defense. The, the, The worst teams are so bad that anybody who decides they want to drop 50 that night can do it because the good teams are so much better than the bad teams. And it ends up looking like an all-star game where there's just no resistance whatsoever. So as you go into the all-star game, don't be mad about it. Just accept what it is. And if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. 
the long existing sports talk radio discussion. How do we fix the all-star games? How do we do it? How do we make it so me, an old man, enjoys it? Not gonna. Not gonna. (laughs) But this, tonight, could be a lot of fun. Could be. I wish that some of the top stars were in it. Even though they're not, it could be a lot of fun. And Carl Anthony Towns is going to shoot threes. Anthony Edwards is involved in something, dribbling, passing. Juggling. Juggling, whatever it's going to be. And... Sabrina Nescu and Steph Curry are going to shoot threes. I'm excited for that. There's that's a big step for women's sports, if you ask me. But I mean, yeah. they've been getting uh, more WNBA players involved in recent yep. years, yep. Uh, which is cool. But she, I think, set the record last year at the WNBA All Star yes. for three pointers. I do remember that. And now she's, you know, her and Curry are going to go at it. That's going to be cool. So they keep adding things, and this is more fun. What's going to happen tonight than the actual All Star game will ever be. And I wouldn't mind yeah. if they didn't actually play it. Um, but it you used know, to mean something. I mean, that's the thing. It did. It used talked to mean about something. it last week with uh, Dave Schwartz and Pete Najarian. Uh, I think the one game that the final shoe to fall for the All Star Games was the MLB, and they don't have this rule anymore. But it used to be, if you won the MLB All Star Game, you were able to host the World Series at home, which for Twins fans for many years meant nothing. But like. Now the incentive of winning an all-star game doesn't mean anything. It's just a baseball all-star game. You don't get to host the World Series to be the ho- or sorry, not host, but you get you're the home team, so you get four out of the seven games. I didn't I yeah. didn't like that all that much. Yeah, I thought it was weird. <laughs> like it, it, it only seemed- works out for. 90 it doesn't work out for 90 percent of the league right it seemed too punitive to me it seemed like too important yeah so where is the it matters but don't make it matter that much yeah yeah. that's that's too much that's too much and then they would require every team to have a player so if there were some bad teams with bad all-stars they got punished and couldn't get home field advantage. Nobody's ever figured out what to do with these things except this night for the NBA is Almost always a really good show. Oh, yeah. And it was the, the best ever was a few years ago with Zach Levine and uh, Aaron Gordon doing the dunk off. So that that I will watch yeah. and enjoy. It'll be evening. fun. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to finish down the stretch here. Go until six o'clock with my wheelhouse. Football Vikings quarterback decision. Let's talk about it when we come back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Football. Football. Matthew Collar in for Steve Thompson. And what I do is talk football. Purple Insider podcast newsletter. And I am excited to go to the NFL Combine in uh, a week and a half or so where I'll be part of the media contingent to sit down with Kevin O'Connell, Quasi Dalfalmensa, and bring you back all the answers of the quarterback situation. Maybe. Maybe we'll get hints is what we're looking for. Earlier in the show, we talked about whether the Vikings have shown enough dedication to convince Kirk Cousins to come back if that's what they actually want because they have very much waffled. And even there were reports that if he doesn't sign at their price, that they'll go after somebody like Sam Darnold, which probably makes a lot of you want to vomit. But if that was paired with a rookie quarterback, it'd be fine. Sam Darnold was the backup for Brock Purdy. No big deal. Uh, And might have some upside there because he played for really bad teams before. And if there's any place that tends to rehab somebody and make them a good quarterback when they weren't before. It is the Minnesota Vikings throughout their history. They have done it many, many times. But, Josh, I wanted to ask you something. What's your biggest question about the quarterback situation with the Vikings? Like, what, what is it that's in your mind that you're thinking, I wonder if what? Or I wonder why what? I wonder why the Vikings aren't looking for mobility op- opposed to what Kirk brings. Cause they don't have a, mo- he's not a mobile quarterback. We know that. Uh, I think they, I think the Vikings faithful were on a high during the Dobbs, the few weeks that Dobbs was good on his stretch because yeah. it brought everybody back to like the Culpepper days where you were able to have a quarterback that could, you know, have that upper body strength to just move, maneuver around, run if you need it, pass if you need it. He was able to make passes that were a little bit more unique than what you saw. I think I, I want to know why the Vikings are content with a pocket quarterback. It's a great question. And the best I could do if they decide to stay with Kirk Cousins is that Kevin O'Connell believes that his offense is so good that his scheme is so good, and you let me know if this ever actually works anywhere, (laughs) that that all Kirk Cousins has to do is his job and that they'll put up a lot of points and win. I would argue that that only can get you so far, that it does not get you over the top. And even with Brock Purdy, something interesting that came out after everybody went back and watched the film was that Kansas City was actually worried about Brock Purdy's running which even though he was painted as a game manager, that his running was a big part of this, uh, how they got to the Super Bowl. He escaped a couple times against the Lions, and the Chiefs were really afraid of that, and taking it away actually helped them win. But you saw even a quarterback not known for his freakish athleticism in Brock Purdy still to get to the Super Bowl had to make some plays with his legs. And then the greatest quarterback – Patrick Mahomes, the unquestioned top of the heap. That guy makes plays with his legs constantly. It's fourth down and one. 
he runs a fake handoff and runs for 20 yards and then does it again. And guess what? In last year's Super Bowl against the Eagles, he also did it. That is a major part when we talk about bringing back Cousins. Mostly it's focused around the price. And we all say, well, he's very good. And he is very good. And what comes up all the time is, well, who are you going to find that's better? Because he's such a good thrower of the football. But thrower of the football is not the whole game. The whole game is first downs, keeping the drives moving. And the Vikings have way too much stagnation on offense because anytime something goes wrong, they get strip sacked, they get sacked, they go three and out, you got to check down on fourth and eight, for example, uh, things like that, because there is not a playmaking element. And we just go back and, okay, so there's a part of football history where you have Peyton Manning and Tom Brady who are dominating from the pocket. But those are the two greatest from the pocket. Yeah, you don't hear about too many others. And now you go through, and Mahomes is good from the pocket, but he's great everywhere else. Mm -hmm. C.J. Stroud is great from the pocket, but he's great everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Now we have quarterbacks who do a lot of the same stuff. Josh Allen can throw wherever he wants to throw with, with his arm, but also can run over a linebacker. Almost every top quarterback has this in their game. Yeah. And... I think that it's even part of why Dak Prescott has not gotten his team deeper is that he doesn't run anymore. He doesn't make play. He came into the league and he did, but he doesn't run and make plays anymore. And there's limitations. There's only, there's a ceiling when you cannot make those plays and Detroit and Jared Goff is even an example of this. And they were almost there. They were almost there to the Super Bowl. I think Jared Goff is a much more physically talented player than Cousins. His arm strength is greater. They have a great offensive setup. But uh, his offensive line needs to be elite in order for him to even operate without mobility. And in one of the biggest moments when they went for it on fourth down the second time in the NFC Championship, he rolled out and couldn't make a play. Yeah, And that's, I think, a big part of this decision that may get overlooked by the Vikings and by their brass and by their coach is that that part of it makes up the difference. Here's a crazy stat that really blew my mind when, so the Vikings lost to the giants 2022 in the playoffs, Daniel Jones that year, who's not good, not a good quarterback that year had more first down runs than Delvin cooked it. Like if you are, those are first downs. Those are moving the chains. And I was going back and watching this old Denver Broncos team yearbook video where they went through John Elway's comebacks. So just to show you, this is not a new thing. Yeah. Here's all of his late game comebacks. Every single one of them has him scrambling for first downs and escaping the pocket and breaking tackles. I mean, this goes back forever. Old people would really love to talk about Roger Staubach and his playmaking and so forth. It's always been a cheat code and the Vikings have not had that cheat code no. in a really long time. The closest they got was Dobbs or even Case Keenum, who made plays out of the structure of the play. It was just that he was a little too wild and not quite athletic enough. Yeah, but still, Case was, Case was rough around the edges. He he, he had the, the the you know the scruffy attitude to go for a run if he had to. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times where he would take off and get a first down, and we yeah. just don't see that. And now. Kirk Cousins has an Achilles injury that's being, you know, repaired. Yeah. And I guess you couldn't get less mobile anyway, but this is something that's missing. 
from them that if you're trying to convince me that they can, over the next two years or so, get over the top from where they've been, why would that be? Like, what what is it about him or the team you're going to build that would be different than anything we've done before? Yeah. That'd be my question. I, I, I think that's – but my – but my question more so pertains to why I think Caleb Williams would have been a good fit for this offense. Because if you can't get it to JJ, and obviously the running game, we don't know what's to come with the running game for the Vikings, I don't think. Because Madison, uh, Madison's not coming back. Right. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I think he'll be on the team because he's under contract. Oh, okay. I, oh, yeah. Wasn't sure exactly where, his, where, where the ink. Ink uh, lied on that one, but uh, but he's not he's not RB one, or yeah. they may release no. him. I don't know, but I, I, I just so. I, I I think a mobile a mobile quarterback for now would fit good, especially if we don't end up bringing Kirk back. I don't think we'd go for the same walking stick quarterback that can't really move out of trouble if he needs to in the pocket. It's, I think kind of like we talked about the movie thing. Like we don't want to see a rerun of that at quarterback <laughs> again. We want to see somebody that can change it up a little bit with his offensive scheme at quarterback and not have another Kirk Cousins where if you have defenders crumbling on you cuz it's the defense the defensive side of the NFL is not it's getting better. Like there's yep. better defensive yep. teams now than there ever has been. So it's you know, your fair game if your Kirk Cousins and the defense is coming is you know crumbling down on you it's we thought it was an o-line issue i don't think it was an o-line issue this season i think it was more so kirk just kept getting banged up that's the one that's the one thing takeaway i will take i will get from uh the first half of the season even going into that green bay game is kirk even after the quarterback series showed it best and then right after that from when that was released all the way till his injury he was getting hammered as as hard as he ever was in that first half of the season. Well, and that's part of the reason I imagine that the Vikings have not been a little more aggressive about extending him long-term is he's 36 years old. Yes. And if you're looking at Rogers or breeze or Brady, well, he's not of that caliber of player other than that, other than the legends, there's not too many quarterbacks. What like rich Gannon, but rich Gannon was a better athlete than Kirk. Like we, we, there's just not many, Like, I mean, Joe Flacco might be, is he only like a year or two older than Kirk Cousins? And we think of him as being ancient at this point. By the same age, Joe Flacco was like playing for the Jets at the same age as Kirk Cousins is now. Is he going to hold up? I mean, it's been his thing to be healthy for his whole career. And you could talk about that. But now that we've seen a catastrophic injury, it's hard for me to be convinced that that's not a big risk of someone who's taken so many hits along the way. I think bringing back Cousins is an extremely, extremely risky play mm-hmm. based on how much it costs, how old he is, the recent injury, and what happened to his predecessors, Kevin O'Connell's predecessor and, and Quasi Adafalmenza's predecessor, which was there was always a reason why you couldn't get there. It was, well, you know, we didn't draft the right cornerback. We don't have the, the right left guard and so forth. And it does take a complete team to win a Super Bowl, but it's very hard to build a complete team without a lot of money. And then yeah. we just go round and round forever. And I know we got to go to break, but I do want to ask this question to you because yeah. you'll know this answer. How did we get here with all this, just these billowing contracts just compiling on top of this organization? Like, how how do we owe so many players so much money at one time? Like, why, 
how did we not see this coming to a halt? <laughs> so that's something that Kwesi Adafo Mensa has spent the last like off season dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, which was to move on from Dalvin Cook, to move yeah. on from Adam Thielen, to move on from Eric Hendricks, so they could be in a position where it would be in better shape yeah. for the salary cap going forward. And if you don't sign Cousins, you still have to take a $28 million dead cap this year, yeah. which is almost the starting quarterback salary in itself. That's hard. Yep. And that doesn't go away if you sign him, by the way. That just gets spread out, yep. but it does not disappear. So you'll have to pay that bill eventually. Uh, but they have set themselves up to finally have the salary cap close to right. By next year, they could be a big spender in free agency, even technically this year if they really wanted to, to push money down the road. Yeah. So they're almost there, and that's another reason to just move on because if you go back and you spend more on Cousins, yeah. then it restricts what you could do in the future. So I don't know what they're going to do. I have had a really tough time wrapping my head around why it would be a good idea to bring him back, but I guess we will find that out uh, quite soon. Let's put a bow on the show when we return uh, here on Saturday Sports Talk. All right, uh, thanks to Steve Thompson for letting me fill in today. Matthew Collar, uh, go check out the Purple Insider podcast for more football talk from myself, and Football as a Numbers Game is my book, if you want to check that out as well. Uh, I But let's talk about weather because we have just a couple minutes here and it's not real nice right now. But next week it's going to be in the mid 30s to 40s. Even I saw a 50 in there. How have you felt, Josh, about this no winter winter? Love it. Love it. I don't I don't mind it at all. I imagine if you're a person that does all the things winter people do, you're probably very frustrated if you are the one who goes out on the ATV or the snowmobile and you're like riding around. If you like the ice fishing, if you're into all that stuff, this is a nightmare for you. Like one of the best parts of living here is all that stuff. However, that is not me. I do none of those things. And this has just been a dream winter for Minnesota. If it could be this way all the time, well, one, the traffic would be way worse. There'd be way more people here if it was like this all the time. It's We just need to keep telling them, no, I remember when it was 40 below this year. Don't move here. Um, but it's just been incredible. And I just, I've not wanted to say it too loudly because then hell will be unleashed upon us yeah. at some point. Yeah. There will be, hey, the largest June snowstorm that's ever happened. Yeah, there's still April. There is still April. There's a reason go. that Minnesota on record, the only month that's never technically snowed in this state, is July. Every other month has had snow at some point in the state's history. Uh, I do know that. I'm not Paul Douglas. I wish I was, but I do know that. But I keep listening to Paul Douglas throughout the week. Yeah. And he keeps saying, it's not coming. It's not coming. It's not coming. Yeah. And I'm scared. Where where is it? Where did it go? It's gonna be it? it's gonna it be like twenty eighteen where we had the winter storm in the middle of the wild playoffs and players had to be like oh, yeah. walked from the car to right. into the XL front doors just because they couldn't get their cars through the snow, so it was that bad. Last year was crazy because there was so much snow that and then it froze. Yeah. It went from snow to ice. Yep. And at one point in my driveway, I was taking a metal shovel. And just smashing it into the ice, 
breaking apart these giant six-inch blocks that I was picking up and throwing off to the side because so much had frozen. And then this year, I'm just – I shoveled my driveway for the first time the other day. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I drove home from the X the other day on Wednesday. I was covering the uh, some doing some PWHL coverage and got to my car, dr- started driving on 94, and I didn't know what lane I was in the whole way home. Oh, yeah. Not it, that fun. Was, that was crazy because it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then it came down really hard and stopped, and then we've seen none of it since. It's just been very bizarre, yeah. and I, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it because something has to be wrong. For this to be happening, and there's always, what is it, like an action has a reaction? This yes. action has a reaction, and it's coming. But for now, this has been the most enjoyable winter, hands down, uh, since I've lived here. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening over the last couple of hours. Appreciate Jace Frederick coming on earlier. Thanks for all your efforts, uh, Josh. And uh, hopefully I'll see you all again filling in soon at some point. Take care, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.